Hello once again to Henry Kissinger. Is Pokemon going to die? Not a threat. Just, Just a fact. fact. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I, don't, I already interrupted, so I guess we might as well go with this. You said, I think you said like, hello and once again to Henry Kissinger. Well, you know what? Hello and once again. You know, that, that casual greeting. <laughs> I'm just saying if it were me, I would want to use it like a human sentence. <laughs> I don't know how to, um, which weird is that I've been a cyborg this whole time. I don't know how you, none of you like picked up that. On explains that explains everything. But anyway, welcome to the number one leftist podcast on the internet run by a robot and several human beings. I'm Lauren, a.k.a. Encyclopedia Bitch Tanica. <laughs> I'm Linus, aka Justin Spudo, but the Spew is capitalized because it stands for Society for the Protection of Elvish Welfare Doe. <laughs> That's very liberal of you. Oh, it's good. I'm Josh, aka Margaret Hatcher and the Giant Egg. <laughs> God. Hi, everybody. I'm Patrick, aka Beta Raytheon Bill. Good. Oh, it's nailed good. it. I'm Sam, aka J.O. Biden. <laughs> great oh i'm so excited that we're all here once again to talk about this week and it is a week that i feel like was not as bad as some of our previous weeks which Yay. i think is always a good thing yeah it's definitely nobody be better immediately than died like a bunch yeah, yeah. Uh, every, I week, definitely kind of, better. every week we talk about like oh this one wasn't as bad or a lot worse should we start implementing a rating system somehow no like, um, yeah. like no, i think just subjectively very bad or not as bad. Yeah, than the previous <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah, I feel like if there's like a huge crisis in the middle of the week, then definitely uh, bad. But otherwise, I feel like, oh, you know, well, this, things are looking yes. up. This was a real treat for me, though, personally, because it's not often that I get to be on an episode where we're not talking about a school shooting that just happened. <laughs> this was uh, the, I know. This I was feel the like first. we got through it. <laughs> This was the first week where I think I didn't wake up one day to some news that just crushed my fucking soul. Like, I mean, there was a few that came close, but, <laughs> like, it wasn't like, you know, like, oh, my God, where you just can't really deal with it. The news I was able to deal with this 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 week. Yeah. Although some of that is us just becoming stronger. Yeah. And by that, I mean inoculated. Uh, I'm lifting every day. <laughs> that's good. My spirits, that is. Oh, hey. one of our uh, one of secret? our Patreon donors who is listening in on this episode, which you can do if you donate ten dollars to patreoncom HKIPGTD, asked what would turn a week from not bad to actually good, and I think it would probably be like I don't know, Henry Kissinger dies, uh, not a threat, just a fact, P-tape. or. It's not gonna happen. I know, but but I can hope, Sam. You all said that Ready Player One was gonna suck, and it did. (laughs) 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 Maybe we'll get like why? Why would that be what makes your week good? Is if Ready Player One was good? Maybe we get like something of a P tape. Like the P tape was directed by Steven Spielberg, and it's like, well, he actually cut out a lot of the bad parts. uh, (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) <laughs> remember pt the uh, extra player one the book was full of all those like nostalgic references but i think my favorite nostalgic reference that the main character was studying in that one scene was definitely the p tape <laughs> <It was. laughs> 
the historic P tape. Oh man! Did I watch the P tape? You better believe I watched the P tape. I memorized every <laughs> frame of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we should get into some of the stuff that actually happened this week, which sadly did not include anybody being punished for the things that they've done. Um, so let's get started with. Uh, let's talk about the census that's kind of come out in 2020. So uh, the 2020 Census has released their questions early. This is like a thing that they do in Rhode Island, which I guess is like a great sample size area for like the national census that they do. And the additions that have been made to this like upcoming census include like, you know, differentiating between same sex and opposite sex couples living in a household, which that sounds pretty good. And then there's a additional question that's been added about asking your citizenship status living in this country, which I think is, uh, which according to the, the White House is supposed to be a measure to make sure that communities are properly being funded uh, so that way, you know, discriminatory voting policies don't, you know, influence everything but i don't know course, i don't know course, if the government course. knowing people's citizenship status is is a good thing yeah can, yeah how's, how's the temperature on that <laughs> yeah i mean like ostensibly it's it's so that quote unquote real americans get like tax dollars but what it boils down to is they're just gonna ship all that fucking information to ice and defund states with a lot of illegals so you know good Great. Yeah, I, I do like how they how they still try to put like that veneer of like, oh, we're doing it for for reasonable reasons when Trump is like at the same time screaming on Twitter about like California should be executed because they have illegals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's really not a ton to really say because, you know, the census is on a couple of years and we have no idea what could actually change but it's enough to make you kind of scared the united states will still be a country yeah right or yeah. Yeah. by then like the, yeah, pence could be president and he could put like are you gay on the census yeah yeah that would so, be like that's the thing is that you know you know i just said oh it's kind of cool that they're differentiating between same sex and opposite sex couples but at the same time like oh, that shit, is right, telling the government oh by the way there. i'm in a same sex marriage which i mean you already have to kind of I mean, to get married, it's got to go to get legal precedent anyway. But like, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Yeah. I think the other angle about this thing is that like, it's not just gonna hurt people who aren't in the country legally. Like California doesn't spend its entire budget on people who aren't citizens. It's gonna hurt citizens and it's gonna hurt a lot of them. Mm -hmm. Like people who aren't in this country with like legal documentation pay a lot of taxes. And they, I, I... I'm surprised. No, I'm not surprised, but yeah, they they are a big contributor to our economy. Right. Yeah. In the form of stealing our jobs, am I right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, sure. <laughs> Sorry, nobody was saying anything, so I turned racist. <laughs> <laughs> is this your default state? As our podcast is what to do, yeah, census, we gotta we gotta do the ironic bigotry. Doesn't the census not really? Um, it's not really supposed to be like a way to track people. Just kind of trends. Like I, I remember reading somewhere that like the census isn't quite as like serious as people seem to think it is. Like it's not meant to. It, it just it must only provide like general ideas. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, that's, it's that's just what supposed it's to supposed count. to do. Yeah, it's just pr- provide information about like demographics and population yeah. sizes to the government so they can decide uh, how to best like distribute incoming cash flow. But you know, this administration is from hell, so they're going to try and corrupt it as much as they can. I think it's also supposed to determine like representatives. Like, yeah. how many states get what based on population size, but... I feel like it wouldn't really matter. Like, if they want to do something, the census mm-hmm. is... Like, at at worst, it could be, like, an excuse for them to do something they were probably already going to do anyway, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, they're, like, um, piggybacking I'll, something also, uh, fascist If onto, I, if I like, may, <laughs> real, real quick, uh, happy weed minute. Happy weed minute, Happy everybody. weed minute. Happy oh, West Coast weed minute. West Coast weed minute. So Sam, in, how are you in, uh, partaking right now? <laughs> I'm blowing the finest doja. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what this, it is. That's what you what do. What does blowing it. mean? I'm. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call me out on this. <laughs> you know I'm not ready to answer Speak, that. Uh, okay, I'll so call you later. So speaking of. Things that are appearing to be helpful but are actually kind of fascist and terrible. Uh, we wanted to talk about the uh, bills that are being pushed through Congress called uh, FOSTA and SESTA. Uh, yeah. I think Patrick had stuff he wanted to bring up about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mentioned these a few weeks back on an episode. Um, SESTA, which is the Stop Enabling Sex Trafficking Act, and FOSTA, which is the Fight Online Sex Trafficking Act, um, were were proposed essentially to to try and limit the illegal and involuntary sex trafficking of people, um, but not really. I mean, what, what these bills are going to do in effect is take away a lot of online safe spaces for sex workers of all varieties who needed uh, a way to talk to other sex workers to discuss anything from, like, clients that might be potentially dangerous to even just, like, business strategy um, and so you see a lot of big internet companies like Craigslist and uh, Google among them who are cracking down on the the trading of any sort of sexual content, um, mm. which is going to hit sex workers really hard. People who, who make their living doing this uh, in a way that they want to, that's totally consensual, that's a lifestyle they enjoy and appreciate, um, uh, which it's it's a short-sighted bill is is kind of the point I'm trying to make here. Mm. It always yeah. seems to be based on the idea that, like, of course no one wants to be a sex worker, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. th- this is all based on the presupposition that, like, the, all sex workers are somehow forced to do it. Or, like, it, it, it's so fucked up. And, like, isn't it proven that, like, it's so much of a safer space? Like, yeah. when you when you have online, uh, like, places for sex workers to be, it's so much safer. You can vet people that you meet. You can d- discuss things over there. Like, and to the point, to the point, who posted this? There was, like, when they brought in online, uh, like, sex work uh, stuff, the, the f- not the homicide rate of, of sex workers, but the homicide rate of women in general dropped. Like yeah. that's how yeah. that's how much it dropped or or rose. I th- it might be. Yeah. Yeah. The, the it has such an effect. Senate like both uh, bills are trying to amend this particular piece of legislation in the Communications Decency Act, and there's a section there. It's Section Two Thirty, which is what you like hear people talk about, like when you see the like celebrity campaigns about. Section 230, it basically prevents, uh, it keeps websites protected from liability for what users write on their website, which is why, you know, like, 
oh, you can say wild, crazy shit on Twitter and nobody, like, you know, Twitter isn't liable for the things that you do on their platform. So it's basically, that's how our platforms work is because of this amendment. And they're trying to basically keep the platforms that sex workers use. So not even just like, you know, sites that are explicitly for sex workers, but also like Twitter and Instagram and Google Drive are mm-hmm. are now liable right. to, yeah. so, to like, having their content be removed. And I want to point out, this isn't just like for sex workers who meet people like face to face. This is also affecting like a oh, lot yeah. of oh, cam yeah. models and stuff. Yeah. Yes, because what this bill does is it allows prosecutors to hold uh, websites that host this kind of content liable for anything. Um, and so, mm-hmm. like, companies like Google Drive have already started cracking down, deleting or locking sex workers out of their accounts. Um, and it's, it's, you know, it's hard for these people to make a living if their platforms for it are being taken away from them. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of all done in the name of, like, well, it, that way, if there's, you know, especially, I think, like, child pornography, I think, is the big, like, oh, if it's hosted on your on your site, you can be liable. And right. And that's why sites are cracking down, but... It's it's pretty likely that uh, that that's not going to be the only. Bet they're not going to crack uh, down a material Bitcoin, that's going to be removed. Oh, of course not. Isn't there isn't there like actual child pornography in Bitcoin or how does in, that work? Yes, it's in the well, blockchain. The blockchain. Yeah, yeah, it's in the blockchain. It's it's in every single Bitcoin. So like cool currency, guys. Cool. Yeah, great. Thanks for that. Yeah, I mean it's not it's not like they chose that like someone put it in and then it's like well it's here now right right exactly craigslist personals is still up in canada it looks like um canada's got a weird law there's a lot of european countries that have this status where like it's not illegal to be a sex it's it's legal to like sell sexual services but it's illegal to buy them right which is very weird (laughs) It basically, it, when it was implemented, it was basically so that you could never, like, bust sex workers because that was, like, a big problem. So when you busted, you would only bust Johns or whatever. Yeah. So, like, that's the idea. But it's just huh. this completely paradoxical law that doesn't really do anything. Right. I mean, at yeah, least that, you yeah. can't arrest sex workers in Canada. Let, you know, maybe. <laughs> it still does happen a lot, I'm sure. Cool law. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It's like it's like we're gonna make drugs legal, but you can't do them. Now that you say that, that actually is how a lot of like marijuana legalization stuff has gone down. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, and in Massachusetts that's kind of the situation right now. But I live in Washington, so I can blow on that doja all, <laughs> all that's, the you time. look out the window and there's just trees. Just as just far as the eye can cotton. See. Oh no, that's yeah. vaping. <laughs> yeah, they you call this call. the evergreen state because of all the marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So while we said at the top of the show that you know there weren't any horrible school shootings this week, thank God for that. Um, there was a big uh, surge in activism because the March for Our Lives was this weekend. Yeah. So. So some great, great activism. People really getting out there, turning out for the NRA. And just, you know, making a stand and saying, <laughs> we will not allow, uh, <laughs> huh? Uh, uh, can I, uh, let, let me get a, I'm getting a news break. Uh, it looks like the march was uh, about not having the NRA run our country and having better gun control, actually. 
Well, yeah, but more importantly, um, (laughs) people really just said, you know, we're tired of being pushed around and we're going to, we're going to give our money to the people who really need it. And, you know, in all, with all everything that's been going on, I think we can all agree that sort of the, the best place, if you, if you can spare a dollar, uh, pass it to the NRA for lobbying. God Mm -hmm. knows they need it. Mm -hmm. Um, we're going to so, be donating all of our Patreon proceeds to NRA this month. <laughs> oh, uh, oh Jesus. Yay. Don't even joke about that. This um, episode brought to you by the NRA. <laughs> <laughs> NRA brought to you by Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, Not a Threat, Just a Fact. So, uh, yeah. So, for anyone who hasn't heard about this, it's fucking disgusting. After the shooting in Parkland, in January, the NRA got $248,000 in individual contributions and in February, when the shooting happened, they got $779,000. So that is uh, more than nope. triple the money. And I just can't imagine the mindset where you hear about a mass shooting of teenagers and you're like, oh, my God, that's so horrible. I'm going to I'm going to make a, do- a donation to the NRA right now because <laughs> because th- they're going to come for my guns because they're going to try to yeah. stop teenagers from being slaughtered. And <laughs> yeah, I think it they literally have been on TV like, oh, well, you know, these kids are appealing to the emotional element and that's why everybody's on their side. And it's like the yeah. the fact that they don't want to die it, <laughs> at school. Someone someone used the phrase the sympathy factor, which is such a oh god. Ugh. How ugh. uh anyway. <sighs> Yeah, so... They don't have a soul. In the week after the shooting, the number of people who donated to the NRA increased 500%. (laughs) So that's so great. That does happen, though. Like, I think after every shooting... Oh, yeah. They get a surge in membership and a surge in donations because, like, it, it, like... Well, I mean, people are monsters, but there's, like, this reactionary, like, oh, we gotta protect our guns because, you know, they know that a bunch of people are about to say... What the yeah. fuck's wrong with everyone? Yeah, that's the thing though. Is yeah. I I understand on a shithead level the knee jerk <laughs> reaction of there's there's all this violence. I need a gun to protect myself. That's yeah. one thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the idea there's all this violence. I need to give money to people to protect my gun. That's just so fucking backwards to me and i wow people who are friends of the nra are weird and wrong i know uh but if you'll excuse the hot take i i do think that it's fucked up so yeah Yeah. i i think we also kind of wanted to talk about like not just the kind of reaction from the nra but this kind of the the attitudes that i've kind of been seeing about the march itself like yeah like yeah. i was just walking around mm-hmm. in boston um the weekend of the march and like i walked past these two little kids who were maybe like first graders they were really really tiny and they had their own like homemade sign like about like stop killing us and ban guns and it's just mm-hmm. like the fact that you know children are having to like advocate for policy where the adults in their lives just are refusing to do so is like really staggering and i think it's it's we're not kind of fully like it's not sinking in the fact that like kids are the ones who are actually trying to like push this kind of legislation and activism forward like 17 year olds who are like grieving are like leading marches and like doing interviews and it's just like everything has failed at this point that we have to rely on like children 
Right. And, like, to the responses it. from, like, gun people have gotten progressively more and more cartoonishly monstrous. Like, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Santorum, um, human Ziploc bag of shit, <laughs> Rick Santorum. Um, uh-huh. What did he say? He said, uh, instead of uh, marching, you should learn CPR. So, like, yeah, yeah. What openly, <laughs> what does that he, even mean? In his, He's acknowledging, oh, this is going to happen. So, you should, instead of uh, trying to stop it, learn CPR. So, when your classmates get shot, you can do CPR. That's not me, like, the, uh, you know, fucking with his words. That's exactly what he meant. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, if you just because it's trading kids on a bullet wound that's is not better than thing, though. Any no. kind of limit. <laughs> he he not rest their heart until the blood stops coming out of them. Uh, that's if you've been shot in the heart compressing it's not going to help. Like right, with, right. like and he could have said, you know, that stupid shit about like instead of marching you should, you know, make friends with kids who you think might shoot at the school. He could have said that and it would have been still dumb, but it would have made a kind <laughs> of a sense. Yeah. But he yeah. just said There was a He fucking said just learn CPR so when you get shot you can do something about it. <laughs> or just right. get a well, bucket of There was an editorial in the New York Times written by one of the students at the high school who actually was like, you know what? I actually did try to to really get to yeah. know this kid and to yeah. try and like reach out yeah. to him. And yeah. uh, it's still, it's, I, my friend still died. Like, yeah. well, and like someone <laughs> they, else made the, the excuses. point. If, if getting bullied was the issue, then you'd see like trans people and black people and gay people shooting up the schools. But right. no, it's always the white men because it, getting bullied isn't the issue. It's it's it's, in, it's entitlement. Like it's, right. they, they've been it's, saying it's this. It's somebody with history of domestic violence. Yeah, and it's like access to guns. Percent of the time. Yeah, it, it's something that goes all the way back to Columbine because the, remember they painted the Columbine shooters as like bullied outcasts. But like yeah. I think it, later on it came out. No, no, they were bullies, or at least one of them was. Like one of the one of the yeah. kids was like a fucking asshole who bullied mm-hmm. gay kids in the school. So like. No, he wasn't bullied. He was just a monster. I believe it. But he was a gamer, and that was the main problem. Yeah, the yeah, oh, Counter-Strike. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, I was... Well, enthusiastic <laughs> agreement from Sam. Got Jack Johnson was, on this podcast. I was, um, <laughs> I was playing Kingdom Hearts the other day, and... <laughs> <laughs> just something about just the way that, like, the, the, like, the characters moved around on the screen, I was just like... Just like hearing hearing the voice acting, just like sent me into like a blind rage, and thank God I didn't have a gun because <laughs> or a key video game is really key, yeah. Sam Sam's about to go on a keyblade rampage. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think one one thing that when might be uncomfortable that we away. do have to talk about is that uh, grieving teenagers might not be the best policy makers. Yeah, um, like yes, yeah. Among among the demands yeah. made by the Parkland kids were an increased police presence in schools and. Um, a, a laxing of restrictions on communication between mental health professionals and law enforcement. And I, uh, you know, it needs to be said that neither of those things would be good and, and would probably also not really reduce the problem. It's right. like, and I, I do think, first of all, about that, the like privacy between like mental health professionals and the police thing, like that's already a thing that like, right. you yeah, like go this is already yeah. restrictions if you believe that mm. the person is a threat to themselves or others. Yeah. If right. I want, yeah. If I go back to like Columbine, like after Columbine, if you were like a, a, a kid who wore black or listened to like 
Metallica or some shit. Like you had a, everyone was watching you. So there's already that mentality of like keeping an eye on certain like, you know, messed up kids or anyone you might think do a shooting. But like, if you were to actually make this policy, you'd basically, basically be giving people a blank check to like throw people into asylums or fucked up schools just because, oh, you know what? They might shoot the school up. Right. But I, I, I don't, I don't want to like, get too like shitting on the specific people in the movement because oh, no. oh, oh, that's, sure. a, that's another thing we want I think it is about. it is important to remember that these are like teenagers who went through something horrific and like yeah. we don't really know their politics before this all that we really know the only like yeah. real common thread that brings all them together is that they went through a shooting and they don't mm. want that to happen again it's right. not like this is some like leftist political party the people are now going like, oh, but, but what about the ableism and the cops? Like, yeah, sure. They, that was never something that we could say for sure wasn't going to come up. And right. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to defend them because I do agree that mm. those policies are wrong. I, I just think it's important to, there, there, there has to be a Mediate middle ground between, between like idolizing people and putting them on a pedestal and being like, they're going to save us all. And being like, did you know that David Hogg is the son of an FBI agent? And Emma like, Gonzalez comes from a slave-driving, plantation-owning, ex-bourgeoisie Cuban family? Like, don't yeah. play purity politics. Which is politics. verbatim. I'm reading that from a Facebook post that's yeah. right in front of me right now. Right, yeah. I mean, yeah. They're, they're fucking kids. You can't expect them they're 17. To, to do everything. Right. Don't and be, they, like, yeah. they're impressionable, and they've, like, shown that they're even open to change. Like, David right. Hogg has mentioned stuff about how, you know putting cops in the schools is going to disproportionately uh, affect um, black students. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. they're, 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 they're only learning and like, they're still light years ahead of where I was when I was. 17. Oh yeah. yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Dude. I, was, a- I was pro cop <laughs> as shit when shit. I was that age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a piece today, a video that came out of black students at the high school, mm-hmm. you know, going back and being um, really made uncomfortable by the increased police presence at the school. So they're de- the, the kids who have kind of caught the most attention from the high school are definitely aware of the fact that so much of the gun violence of this, in this country, while we pay a lot of attention to school shootings, especially in more affluent areas and with majority white high schools whereas you know so much gun violence in this country is from suicides and Mm -hmm. you know random violence (laughs) that is and police violence so i think that yeah you're right that the kids are very Mm -hmm. are very aware of where the time that they're growing up in and the importance of listening to other people's voices and so you know i i have i have confidence that the the kind of like pro-cop ableist kind of messaging that's sort of been crafted around them i think has been mostly because they are young and can be kind of manipulated by not that they are personally but that they're what they're saying can be manipulated by them by other people into thinking like oh yeah cops are good they're the answer to this problem Mm -hmm. i think uh i saw one i I don't think that the I don't think that the movement should be written off because of that. I think that the movement oh, not yeah. can be influenced, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, to, I, to yeah. think about further issues surrounding gun violence. Yes, definitely. I saw a tweet or a post or something that was just someone saying, hey, please reconsider this and consider the implications of it. So, like, I think that should is more like the response than playing purity politics with shooting survivors is just say, like, hey, 
this is not going to lead to anything good. Please reconsider this. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you end up in kind of the same, uh, you know, kind of route of the NRA and the conservatives, which is we don't have to listen to these kids and we don't have to change anything, I think is a, is a problem. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that that's a real problem that I want leftists to be careful of, of falling right. into. That like, yeah. oh, yeah, well, they don't have perfect politics at 17, so I don't need to listen to them. And I mean, if you are somebody who felt like that message about mental illness was like enough for you to be like, well, you know what? I'm not sure I can really get behind this. That's totally valid. I just think as a whole... I'd ra- I don't want them to be written off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I've, <laughs> I've been seeing, like, that, that post that I was referencing on Facebook. Like, I've seen people it that sucks. I know sharing that. And I'm Me just too. like... Yeah. How... Yeah, what are you doing? Like it's, it's. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna put the person who wrote it on blast because I don't know them, but they like liberals are truly insidious when it comes to helping cops and white supremacists infiltrate movement uh, movements. Uh, and then they said like Gonzalez's ethnic identity, the white guilt plays into it. It's like, no, that's just ugh. such a, that's just so the wrong way of looking at this, in my opinion. It that's is. In, it's so bad. It's not. It's that's, not productive at all. For one thing. That's InfoWars talk. No, it's not. <laughs> no, that's, yeah. Kind of It's is. that kind of rhetoric of just this blabbering that kind of sound that throws a bunch of, like, loaded words at you and is like, here's an idea. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't want to, I don't know if I should say this, but it, the people that I've seen sharing it are kind of, like, the most performative people that I know. Yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it was, we can move on. Yeah. I mean, the, the person who wrote the post, like, I think they, they're on the right side. Like, they want the same things that we want. I just think that right. that's a mm-hmm. weird angle to come at it from, you yeah. know. I agree. For sure. Nuance so, is hard. Um, <laughs> it really is. Does anybody want to talk about Stormy Daniels? Like, do we, I mean, she had an interview with 60 Minutes, and I think people were expecting that uh, she would, I don't know, pull out a picture of Trump's dick. Yeah. <laughs> whip out a dildo and be like this was modeled after his penis <laughs> <laughs> it's just but, a I mean, job I that... like everyone yeah, knows... i know yeah i know yeah i don't think there's really think a lot it... of like new information just kind of mm-hmm. stuff we knew already well, there was the the play there's another uh woman who is a former playboy model i believe she's come forward trying to get out of a non-disclosure agreement um <laughs> about a encounter with with trump and it's just it's a it's one more reminder that like man nothing matters (laughs) yeah yeah it's all and then he can just kind of do whatever he wants and he's always been an abusive bully who can throw money at the problem i don't want to brag here but there's nobody who has had to sign a non-disclosure agreement about anything i've ever done (laughs) (laughs) you are young though can you disclose yeah. any of the non-disclosures that you've had to sign? Um, no. Okay, okay. that's fine. I, had to sign. I thought we were going to get like a hot breaking news scoop on this podcast. I mean, oh, Lauren, well. the point of an NDA is that you can't really talk about it. I had to sign a non-disclosure agreement once because they sent me a script 
and they were like, you can't show anyone this script because it's, you know, we haven't shot it yet. So was it the script for Ready Player One? Yeah, it was the script for Ready Player One. Audition for is Ready that, Player One. Is that one. why you've been defending it so hard? Because you knew that it was actually good. <laughs> I play, uh, who's in it? The Iron, the Iron Giant. Giant. <laughs> Video games. Nice. Same and Linus as the no. Iron Giant. Following. I can't do the he Iron Giant voice. He shoot guns. Well, the one thing we know about Iron Giant is that he loves shooting his gun. He the one thing it. that I know about the Iron Giant is that he's a character for Ready Player <laughs> One 2018 film. <laughs> <laughs> he has a Ready Player One branded Funko Pop. This is the third time we've talked <laughs> yeah, about this podcast. That, every time I'm reminded about that, I just want to jump out a window. That's horrific. <laughs> hey, remember how, remember how D&D from Game of Thrones are going to be directing Star Wars movies? Uh, oh, I didn't oh. until right now. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... I think it's this is kind of the biggest story in terms of like I don't know I feel like this is the kind of the story that people have been talking about the most this week even though this week has still been just like a onslaught of constant news but Cambridge Analytica yeah so from what we kind of know about <laughs> the the kind of research that they were doing it sounds like the researcher who had access to Facebook material talked, you know, had access to, I believe, 53 billion relationships. Like, those are how many people, like, like, that, like, like, relationships between people that this particular research group had access to. And this kind of whistleblower came forward after, you know, falling out of Facebook and being like, oh, yeah, Facebook is just constantly collecting your data all the time. And, you know, you, they absolutely used it to manipulate political views to manipulate how people felt about the election and it's just like that is that is mind-boggling to me right yeah. and like oh just, yeah by the way not just our presidential election here but also uh, other big votes like the brexit vote in the, uh, the brexit is what i've been hearing about mm, for sure yeah because I, I yeah they're a, a british-based company i believe so that's yeah. that's was their big first one for the record, the guys- yeah, I think it was like Channel Four that broke the story and like leaked footage of them just being like, "Oh yeah, we just totally we we use everybody's data to influence." Yeah, right. The information that they see, it's fine. The main whistleblower we've been seeing, um, like the guy with the pink hair, I can't remember his name, but he he was a co-founder of Cambridge Analytica, I'm pretty sure, and he went oh, on to found his uh, own company that did pretty much the same thing. Um, so. I mean, he's not exactly a hero, <laughs> but like he, he also reached <laughs> yeah. out and worked with a bunch of super conservative people, um, right? Yeah, it's, it's it seems like that is kind of the the political angle. I don't know if you could tell. Uh, this is kind of breaking news here, but Facebook is kind of conservative, and so <laughs> it's uh, it seems like they're pretty good at a uh, you know the the uh, manipulation of information thing, just, oh, yeah. just on the whole. Right, and I think uh, Zuckerberg is one of the people who's being uh, asked to testify, not asked, demanded to testify, um, which is odd because last I checked, I don't think perjury laws apply to appliances, but I could be wrong. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know? Can't he afford to look better? Yeah, he definitely can afford you, you to look You think he can afford, like, a suit... And right. a haircut. <laughs> okay, okay. If I had his amount of money, you think that I would be wearing a suit just because I could afford it? Fuck no. Why would I want to wear a suit? I'd be wearing a fucking robot armor body everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> 
I would, I yeah, would, if yeah. I had that kind of money, I would not be wearing anything because I would never have to go outside. <laughs> I'd wear a Gundam. <laughs> okay, so we got two for Gundam. <laughs> if people are uh, oh, I don't know. interested in like the amount of Facebook information Facebook has on you, the weird thing is it really doesn't even bother me. I don't know why. I'm just like, well, what can they even do to me? But. Like, it is buck wild when you actually look into it. Listen to yeah, the Reply All episode. Is Facebook listening to me? It's called something yeah. like that. It's yeah. like For, all of your contacts, everyone you've called, everyone who's mm-hmm. called you, where uh, you everyone are. you've texted or have texted you. Right, yeah. Where you are, your location data, almost everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. Videos that you made, but, like, you made and maybe were about to post, but didn't post. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. They got it all. Like, stuff For you put in your shopping cart. I I take Thanks, solace Mark. in the fact that I'm just like one one speck of dust in this giant <laughs> cloud. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There is that. Also, I don't nobody do cares. Anything. But well, at least until anyway. this podcast gets big. <laughs> yep. Well, it does make me uncomfortable that when I go on Facebook, like the only news stories I see are ones confirming my opinions. Right. Like it's like, oh God, how how must things look to conservative? I thought that people? was just because my opinions lined up with facts. <laughs> well <laughs> oh, yeah. it's a little bit of Well, both. I mean, in our case. There are a couple of people that I am like still friends with who or like our family members who will post like those conservative memes uh-huh. that always seem to go around. And it's just it is amazing how Facebook is like, oh, you know, you looked at this image for, you know, because you were so mad at it, you just stared at this image, and you, or you clicked on it so you could share it in your Discord, we were tracking and so now we're going to show you more of it. Yes. Literally. Literally. <laughs> oh, man. Technology's great. Follow us on Twitter. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so... <laughs> This is actually, like, it's an interesting update to a story that we talked about a couple of weeks ago where uh, it was Howard University's president being uh, really shitty to somebody who wrote, uh, you know, saying that she had housing issues and was going to be homeless if the university didn't intervene. So there was a medium medium post that was uh, written anonymously uh, alleging that Howard's, uh, like, upper administration and financial aid office had stolen at least a million dollars worth of financial aid money from their students. Mm -hmm. And uh, Howard did confirm that it was true. And I believe they fired six employees of that office um, today. And, oh boy, I don't know what the heck is going on over at Howard. But um, I will say the thing that uh, made me laugh about this was Howard students actually took over the administration building like a whole bunch of them just came into the lobby and they just started singing bitch better have my money nice <laughs> because <laughs> I love I love people <laughs> I love the, the and the the twitter the jokes made about one of these uh members of the financial aid office who's I don't know his last name, but I do know his first name, and it's Tyrone. And there's lots of pictures of him, like, wearing really nice, expensive clothes with his Gucci bag and, like, (laughs) on vacation in the Barbados Uh and just kind of being shameless about it. So, I just thought that was worthy of highlighting. That reminds me of when Chris Chris Christie, yes. (laughs) On the beach. Oh, yeah. That's just uh, the mindset, oh, man. You, you can you can do that. So why why not? Why give a fuck what anybody thinks about you? Who cares if people know that you're corrupt and gross? Just do it. <laughs> of course, you can just kind of do it, and you can you know, 
we're <laughs> it's not like this country has like a student loan issue or anything yeah yeah not here and with your patreon dollars we so can afford to be that what <laughs> <laughs> oh man Ugh. Man, let's get into some shout-outs. So I yeah. thought about bringing this stuff up when we were talking about the March for Our Lives. But, uh -huh. oh, man, these are just two quick and just so sweet stories about where we are in, in gun control discussion right now. So there's a, there's a place in uh, Pennsylvania that has a really unique idea for how to stop uh, gun violence in their schools. Interesting. And uh, their plan is to hmm. uh, get a uh, five-pound bucket and fill it with rocks, river stones. Mwah. And that way, if Chef a... kiss. If Delicious. A shooter, <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> if a shooter comes into the room, um, their kids will have the bucket and they'll be ready to stone the gunmen <laughs> um, and protect yeah. themselves. You know. Nothing. That, and I wish, I wish I was kidding. That's the fucking beginning of an infomercial. There's a guy <laughs> opening fire on a classroom full of children, and they're throwing rocks at him, and then it all goes gray, and a big X appears on them, and the kid turns to the camera and goes, there's gotta be a better way. <laughs> like, like, no wonder middle schoolers are like, okay, we have to take to the streets to demand something changes, because the people in charge are just fucking Like... They just, oh my god, they don't even give a shit. They're not even trying rocks. to pretend that they want to keep kids safe. Because it's like, oh, rocks. I think that's going to stop an AK-47. I, I think David and Goliath. I think the rocks <laughs> is um, reminiscent of something I heard. It might have been on this podcast or maybe just something one of my friends told me of a school that was teaching kids to like... If there was a shooter, like, run around as much as you can, it's not what? meant to stop. Okay, no, 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 let me finish. Serpentine. Yeah, run, <laughs> yeah. run around and be chaotic. And the point of this is so that the shooter will shoot less kids. It'll be harder <laughs> for them to shoot oh. the kids. So the rocks is not meant to stop the shooter. It's meant to slow him down so he can minimize the casualties. Well, I heard yeah. you're also supposed to get some oh, pots sure. and pans and bang them together. Yeah. And, like, like make yourself look really big. Yeah, we're, at the point yeah. where we're, we're training kids on how to slow shooters down with their own dead bodies. Right. Yeah. I mean, that was the, yeah, that was the fucking Meg Megan McArdle take where she was like, now what if everybody just rushed the shooter? Yeah. Yeah. If you just hurl yeah, bodies just at run them. at the gunfire. Yeah, like that fucking agent in that diehard, like, oh, yeah, we'll lose like 10, 15% of them tops. And it's like, yeah, that's, it's like that was like a good day. Fuck. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, you got to have your baseline <laughs> amount of uh, children massacred that you can call a good day. Uh -huh. and um, You're going to have some collateral damage. Yeah, you know. but, you know, who cares? Well, you know, instead of dogpiling the shooter when he's shooting everyone, if they just dogpiled him with hugs and love and affection beforehand, then they yeah. wouldn't kill anyone. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because, you know, he's a misunderstood loner, and he's, you know, never... You know, he didn't say bully children in the tw in when he was twelve. Oh, wait! That editorial in the New York Times about the Stoneman Douglas shooter opens with a line about how he like hit her with food when she was twelve. Okay, so, like, sure, but I don't know. Just be nice. Think of it this way: Imagine, just try to put yourself in the mindset. You are the shooter. Okay, you done. Throw okay. open the door. You point your gun at these kids, and then they all scream, "I love you." What are you gonna do? <laughs> Oh, this is uh, <laughs> this is very. That's right. I, You'll freeze. You won't know how to respond to that. 
If only people had made friends with Timothy McVeigh, you know, just... Yeah. Who's that? Is that the guy in Call Me By Your Name? No, he's uh, the... <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God! <laughs> oh, my God. Oklahoma yeah, City the bombing. Yeah, Call Me By Your Name. The, I think it's, like, the greatest... <laughs> yeah, he did the Oklahoma City bombing. Okay. And every every classroom is going to have a bucket full of peaches that have been filled with ejaculate. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, Sorry, Luna. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, in we're, other we're solutions... I, pro- I promised Luna that I wouldn't make any jokes about cum. I'm so sorry. <laughs> this is different. I mean, I, I would have been disappointed if you didn't. Honestly, if we, with I you say have. "Call Me by Your Name," that's what that's the thing. So yeah, that's let, that's a, that's a classy it. cum joke <laughs> for for the for the film literate or Oscar winning cum jokes. That's a joke you could tell mm-hmm. at the Oscars and did at the Golden it Globe. Is, though. <laughs> so another piece uh, is kind of a Golden Globe. Thank you. I didn't want to say it. <laughs> Thank you. I was like, I have to make this joke because I feel like I'm pushing it. <laughs> All right, let's let's talk about Killer Mike. So, Killer Mike is a rapper in his own right, and is also a part of Run no, the he's Jewels. Not, he's not an actual by... killer. He's just a killer rapper. No, yeah. no. <laughs> Bernie was scared. Bernie Sanders' voice. Yeah, Bernie. He is pretty well known for uh, supporting Bernie Sanders before the Democratic primary, and Run the Jewels is a very good group, and I almost said my own username Dude, again. Dude, I, called, I just... called them Run the Gems like two yeah. days ago, and everybody's <laughs> laughing yep. at me. My impact. So, <laughs> For Killer Mike, listeners not in the um, Discord, this is Lauren's username on a lot of things, for the record. Yeah, follow me. <laughs> Boost my social profile. Uh-huh. So, uh, Killer, <laughs> Killer Mike follow did an... It- <laughs> yes. <laughs> He did an interview with, um, I guess this guy is like some kind of uh, advocate for black gun ownership is the guy that uh, Killer Mike talked to. And they uh, spoke about, you know, the importance of, you know, the Second Amendment also applying to everybody in America. And from Killer Mike's kind of explanation of the video afterward, because people were like, uh, hi, what the fuck? Why are you making videos for NRA TV? Um, because the video was apparently posted, like, on the day of the march, and it was kind of clear that the NRA was using him as kind of a a response to, uh, oh, well, look, this, you know, black guy that people like, he's here to tell you why the NRA is good and actually supports Second Amendment rights for all people, which we know is kind of a bold-faced lie, and it does sound like, uh, he felt like he had been uh, manipulated into doing the interview because he does believe in gun ownership, but for people of color especially. But, like, oh, man, well, his, what a bad look. Like His argument was God, basically, dude. like, the reason that people need guns, and particularly black people, is because you can't count on the cops to save you when when you're in trouble. And right. I fair think enough. that I, I do think, to be fair, we know, like, the Black Panthers had their whole thing where, like, they... By by them exercising their Second Amendment rights, they actually got change passed because fucking white politicians were terrified of them. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think yeah. there's something to I- that. But first of all, read the fucking room, Michael. <laughs> yeah. And more recently, you know, Philando Castile, who was, you know, yeah. murdered by police on Facebook Live, I think, told the police officer that he had a gun and was 
commit, you know, permitted to use it and was trying to let him know, like, okay, I have this in my car, I, but, you know, of course the NRA doesn't give a shit about Philando Castile or his family or the police killing him. So, yeah, it was just seemed very, like, tone deaf, honestly, that Killer Mike was like, oh yeah, well, we need to make sure we have arms to ensure that we can protect ourselves, which I think is fair enough of an opinion, but at the same time, it's like, he couldn't I, have picked I, I, a worse oh, time and was, place yeah. to express that opinion. You pick the worst time and place with the worst group of people, and it's, I don't know, I just, I don't, I personally don't see more guns, everybody having more guns is a good thing. I really do respect the fact that people don't trust law enforcement or anyone in the government to protect them, and so they want to take their personal safety into their own hands, but, like, ugh, I just think it's a recipe for more gun violence but that's also just me and we can disagree as leftists because that's a good thing it's healthy to disagree with each other yeah. but at the same time yeah. enough killer mike enough. yeah i'm, yeah. I'm okay Don't. with him saying stuff that i disagree with i just think he really really could not have picked a worse way to say the thing that i disagree with yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah you work with the nra it's it's time to go even if even if he had said it at that time, but said it in any other way than an interview with the NRA, that would have been better. Yeah, right. yeah, for sure. So uh, that so in things that aren't about guns for once. Um, Yay. So if uh, Adnan Syed, who you are, if you listen to Serial, you know a lot about, is actually going to get a new trial. The Maryland Court of Appeals is going to try him again on all charges, because if you listen to the show, his lawyer years and years ago was kind of, was just kind of a scumbag and did everything wrong. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know how any of you guys feel about that. And if you watch Serial, watched, listen to Serial, <laughs> and just, you know, watched by looking at Sarah Koenig, just a still image of her talking as, <laughs> as you listen, mm-hmm. as I did. But, or like uh, a sort of jib-jab one where her mouth is opening and closing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or like a Diddy version. <laughs> I've never listened to Serial, so I have no idea what this is about. If you don't know anything about the case, um, it's a case about a kid, uh, Adnan Syed, who was a high schooler at the time, who uh, was arrested and convicted on the murder of his high school girlfriend, Heyman Lee. And uh, there was just kind of a lot of questions around, like the family was certain that the the that Adnan's attorney hadn't you know, done her due diligence. And so there, there was kind of a whole exploration of all the facts of the case. And uh, it's a, it's a, not to talk about other podcasts on this podcast. Yeah, it's, good. it's I really interesting. I don't, and later on, I started to, I stopped, I started to feel kind of weird about like, just the kind of voyeurism of like looking at people's real lives that are actually affected by this sort of thing. And like, yeah, the way some people talk about it, like, oh, they went to visit the town as like a tourist destination or whatever to like, oh, here's yeah. the spot where she got murdered. Like, that's fucked up. This but, is the like, thing about true crime yeah. that has always kind of put me off. Like, I get the interest. I get it. Why people like this is an interest for people. But like, when it kind of spirals into like a fandom with a complete yeah. disregard of like the things that actually happened. Then you get like those, do you remember those people on Tumblr who like r- drew comics with like Jeffrey Dahmer in them and shit like yep. that? Yeah. And it was like, and it was all like a cute, Oh, Jeffrey Dahmer, you scamp. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not. No, so. I mean it. He just, I can just. I can tell you from what fine. little I know about this. It goes way deeper than that. My problematic <laughs> fave, yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer. I, I, but I still like. Um, I still think it's possible to enjoy those things without being one of those people. So for not sure. completely and knocking if, on like cereal or whatever. But yeah, and if if you like cereal, uh, patreon.com slash hkipgtd. <laughs> <laughs> Sound off in the comments and give uh, give us five hundred dollars. We're gonna solve something. I don't know what. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> What's our next shout out? So Trump isn't a fan of Amazon, and he's woke. Okay, now. like this will be the first that I, I I heard about this, but I have no idea what happened. So like, please explain it. Cool. So Trump tweeted, um, as he is wont to do, about uh, <laughs> Amazon. You know, kind of screwing over the post office for some reason, and not you know, paying their taxes fairly, which post office thing is incorrect because the post office makes a ton of money off of Amazon yeah, shipping. Right. But mm-hmm. he isn't a fan of Jeff Bezos, which is which is an interesting Friend of the show, for... Donald Trump. <laughs> Welcome to the resistance. <laughs> yeah. Patreon subscriber Literally, Donald he's woke Trump. Now. <laughs> I don't even know like what even like brought this on other than he probably just, he there know. was probably like a segment on Fox or something that was yeah. just like oh I'm sure Amazon something something he's like hey what absolutely goes to Twitter who was it that many yeah. people are saying <laughs> takes a sip of Kafifi he just tweets yeah. his most recent thought I mean same like who was it that said if he we were to get him in a room with us we could probably get him to leave that room like and say like leftism is good actually like ISIS. he just he is completely. <laughs> malleable there's nothing yeah 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 Yeah. yep Mm. there you go good so (laughs) this is a shout out that i wanted to do and i won't i promise i won't like last forever but like (laughs) this is the the greatest mystery of our time uh so (laughs) this is what serial season three should be about (laughs) this is season three of serial so tiffany haddish um who is an actress in girls trip and is generally a very cool comedian um she did an interview with gq and she talked about being at this party where she met beyonce and how excited she was and then there was a woman who came up to beyonce and like bit her on the face like put her her mouth on beyonce's face and just bit her even with all the security and people around like really hard I, I she guess took off her I don't entire think so because it's not <laughs> like like because I I was thinking like maybe it was just like a oh kind of a weird thing you know some people just be like I don't or I, I don't I don't oh, yeah, fucking like know what people do yeah but whatever. was this like a um like a Mike Tyson just like full on attack bite <laughs> I, I think we were no know no if it I was think that it, like scarring or something I think but uh, the reason that like. It became a story just because Tiffany Haddish was like, "Do you know? Do you want me to fight this girl?" Which I thought was a great response. She's just like, "That girl just bit you, and I will fight you." And Beyonce's like, "No, no, she's on drugs. Like, don't, don't make a scene. Don't worry about it." <laughs> Jesus. So of course, it's, now well, it's the mystery. Like Beyonce always says, "If you like it, then you better put your teeth on it." Thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. Her, her, her she did che- yeah. say that. Her cheek wound just closed up like Wolverine, and she's like, "It's fine." <laughs> <laughs> you know, it did. So the mystery, of course, is trying to figure out who who like could have done it, and the evidence, as as we know, is that it's like a famous woman, um, that, but apparently is somebody who is not normally like this. So all of the people who, like, oh, they were kind of like trying to figure out who could have done it, and like going through the list of possible culprits, 
and it's apparently somebody that nobody expects. So I would like to actually hear your theories about who now, would bite Beyonce in the face. Jennifer Lawrence. I don't, Absolutely I don't, I don't Jennifer know. Lawrence. It's, it's totally Jennifer Lawrence. I don't know anything about this, but I did see a thing on Twitter that was like, someone said like, here's a compelling case for why it's Scarlett Johansson. And people were like, oh, <laughs> oh I can see that. <laughs> Right, because Chrissy Teigen was I mean, like, I don't oh, know anything D- about Scarlett Johansson, so it was just like, oh, Chrissy Teigen said made a joke like, oh, deep down, you know who it is, and Scarlett Johansson was in a movie called Deep Down, so they're like, ah, oh, detective work, but like, <laughs> no, I don't think there's any. <laughs> it was what just a- some dumb Twitter joke, and then some people were saying it was the actress Sanaa Lathan. It was. They asked, like, all these different actresses, and my favorite was the response that they got from, like, Amy Adams' publicist, and it's like, yeah. no, she didn't do it. So funny that you think Amy would do something like that. Yeah. Can I... I, I, have, a, I have a thought or something I'd like to point out. Mm. Um, in our episode links document where we, like, put our different topics for every week, we put our names in parentheses after each thing we want to talk about, and I just... I'm looking here, and it says... Who bit Beyonce? And then in parentheses it says Lauren. So <laughs> checking. Was that you saying I want to talk about this, or was that a confession? <laughs> yeah, that was me saying that I wanted to talk about it. A little bit, but of this, you know bit what? The evidence is here. Serial yeah. season three. Freudian problematic. I can't account for my whereabouts on the night of that party. So maybe it was me. It probably was you. I don't know. Yeah, if you HuffPost does have an up. It was definitely out of love. <laughs> if I did that. What if it was Hillary Just Clinton? It was probably no. Hillary Clinton. <laughs> what if it was Hillary Clinton? <laughs> you know, she's just rolling on him, and it's not treating her too well. <laughs> More like Hillary chomping. That didn't work. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. That's okay. H- you tried. Hillary, I appreciate you know, it. Hillary dropped that dun dun dun, and, you know. What? <laughs> Don't no, drop the word. No, she right went to Nainade. Okay. I'm not anyway. the only person that knows that song, right? Apparently. Of course not. Okay. Don't drop that dump thrown That's a classic. Yeah. I, for one second, I thought that I made that song up. <laughs> no, no. Please, it's you're real. not that talented. No, I'm not. Are we ready to move on so, to questions? Uh, oh, questions. Real yeah. quick, I just, I just wanted to do one more uh, prayer for Lulu's leg. Host Lulu is still recovering from her broken leg. I just wanted a, to us to send good thoughts. Put your arms again. up and send her your energy. Pour one out for send her. Love. I'm just pouring a forty a beer onto my floor right now. <laughs> like to charge, subscribe to our Patreon to cast. <laughs> Want to cast <laughs> <laughs> to put her leg in a cast. <laughs> All right. Okay, I. I think it is question time. All right. Um, if you want to send us a question, you can send it to tumblr.com nope, slash nope. HK. No, <laughs> no, 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 nope. no, no, no. Not how the website does it. I don't get any, <laughs> I don't get uh, messages very often, so I don't know how to actually use the, the, the thing. HKIPGTD.tumblr.com slash ask. Word. Yeah. Wow. Thanks, Sam. All right. So we're going into our first question, which is from the tallest Jew on Tumblr. When I'm thinking about upcoming elections, I default into the mental phrases of we have to beat them, even though the Democratic is bad and also ineffectual somehow. How do I get around this tribalistic thinking and rooting for a team I don't believe in and fight for things that will actually make a difference, despite tribalism being a necessity under the political system America has today? So how do we how do we beat that Uh, like, oh, well, we have to beat the other team kind of I think 
I think that's a valid way to feel during primaries. Yeah. But yeah. once the primaries are over, I think at that point you have to, I mean, you know. You're really fighting your, for your survival at that point. Yeah. Like, yeah. I would say in the general election, if you didn't vote for Hillary Clinton, you were wrong. But yeah, I would agree. I yeah. mean, unless unless you live in, like, a hyper blue state like Massachusetts or New yeah, York, yeah. like, safe blue states and you, you're protest voting. But, yeah, if you're in a swing state and and for whatever reason your conscience doesn't allow you to vote Democratic, then... I, I don't really know what to say there. I think you you did your You're probably wrong decision. not listening to this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> I mean right. Yeah. That's a I think that's that's a, good that's a whole yeah, that's a, that's a big discussion of like some people feel complicit in whatever I don't know crimes Hillary would have done if yeah. she had voted for. Her. Right. So I I don't know, that's yeah. a tough discussion. I totally like try to urge everyone that I know to vote for the lesser of two evils just because that's the world we live in, but yeah, I have a hard time getting really like all, you know, red and nude online yeah. about people not doing. Yeah, it. I, I, the, the I mean, if you voted for Trump, system, fuck you. But this mm. podcast is great. But I wish there was a way to find the magazines and Nazis in the Discord. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, in- I think it, I think it's local elections too. You're yeah. right, like primaries, yeah, yeah. and also like really focusing kind of on the local level and what you can do to sway politics in your particular area i think is in you know taking the the democrats further left i think is a good thing so i i would probably suggest like that rather than just oh well the democrats want to do this so that's what i'm going to do so i think it's it's activism in the local sphere yeah. more than just voting blue to not die in the yeah. presidential election the other <laughs> thing i think is putting the pressure on candidates well both candidates and people once they're actually in power Letting them know, hey, like, you know, I support a lot of your causes, but, like, some of these views you have are fucked up. And let, whether that's after you voted for them or when they're running, um, like, you can still vote for people and not completely agree with everything they want to yeah. do. Mm. And be you can be vocally critical. Like, like I mean, I, I, oh, yeah. I was being vocally critical of Hillary even when I wanted her to beat Trump. Like, yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not here to tout, like you know canada over the united states but like we don't directly <laughs> we don't directly elect leaders we elect in you know, the same way it's done in like england you elect mps and then whoever's got the most seats that's the party that's in control and sometimes it's not the majority uh so and the, the, what seems to be the consequence of that is that both canada and england have like actual left-wing parties that can gain a lot mm. of traction and power and have not had a majority no, there was a labor majority in, like, 1910 or something, and it scared the shit out of, like, everyone in England, so there hasn't been one since. But, uh, born in yeah. the wrong generation. So, so yeah, like, there's, I, I think just, like, opening up so that there can be, like, a wider range of, like, candidates. Although, you know, we do still have, you know, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, Bay, so, like, who's kind of shitty, so it's, like, Dad. The, pro- the problems still emerge. We Daddy. still kind of, Daddy Trudeau. We still elect like a like a king of the country in our minds. Yeah, and I, I if if nothing else, I think just trying to find like good community is the best way to get through the bullshit at the federal level. I think. Yeah. Tumblr user Akumioi, I hope I said that right, asked. Where do I go to get weed? I'm I'm editing this out. Let's move <laughs> now, on. Now this is another thoughtful question. <laughs> If you find out, please let me know. This is definitely know. a cop, for the record. 
Yeah. Yeah. For for the record, this is a Patreon user smoke weed, so oh, gets me right. every time. Okay. Well, that's a that's a thing though. If if Patreon user smoke weed doesn't know where to get weed, like what? What luck do any of the rest of us have? <laughs> Tumblr user Futch Cassidy asked, Oprah voice, and you get to be a Russian psyop, and you get to be a Russian psyop. You all get to be Russian psyops. <laughs> For reals, though, thoughts on the normalization or parody of right-wing people or phrases. This is about the change my mind guy. So that uh, oh, meme I that was going around. Like, I want to clarify real quick, because there are probably people who don't know what, what that's referring to. The mm. Tumblr finding a bunch of blogs that supposedly were uh tied to like russian uh fucking like influence so i don't fucking remember the term yeah, that the, they used but yeah yeah russian institute of research blah 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 internet research internet research Act, agency uh, i think is what it was called yeah so yeah, uh, like 80 agency, blogs got deleted for being Russian somethings and i have no way of verifying if they are because the blogs are gone so who fucking we are knows all russian it? psyops yeah, besides, yeah, they missed us, but other than that, anyway. We need a Disney princess who is a Russian psyop. Oh, yeah, the, the Change My Mind guy, by the way, is Steven Crowder, for anyone who doesn't know. I didn't know that right, until recently. A, a huge yeah. shithead idiot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, like, co-opting these people's dumb jokes, like, explicitly couched to make it, like, clear that you're making fun of them, uh... I, I think that's all right. Like, I don't think there's really an element of normalizing going on. As long as you're you're clear that whoever you're mocking is being mocked. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like, like mm. I think it's important to make these people feel stupid and shitty because oh, they yeah, are. For sure. Yeah. There was right. a, uh, I read a, like an academic, uh, not a paper, but like an article that was written about the, um, do you remember the meme where they'd like re-subtitle that one scene with Hitler? Yeah. Remember yeah. that? Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and it was like an article written about, like a, a a war historian who focused on uh, World War Two, how like he thought it was really important that people be feel like they can make these jokes and like tear him down as a figure and mock him. And like yeah. obviously some of those jokes were pretty shitty, but the article was like yeah. really insightful. It was like, no, we should feel like we can mock and make fun of Hitler because right, it's like it, it, it removes all the power from his image. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was the great dictator idea, mm-hmm. that Charlie Chaplin movie, Yeah, where it's kind of pretty explicitly supposed to, to be about how foolish and awful Hitler is. Yeah. Uh, with regard to the change my mind meme, so for for anyone yeah. who's not familiar, the original the original of it was Steven Crowder at a table looking so smug, and it was like, the table said like, male privilege does not exist, change my mind. Mm-hmm. And when people make posts like that, that say like my mug is full of pp change my mind like that's that's objectively good i i think that if you're using that to legitimately express actual like right-wing talking points like if you're like black people commit more crimes change my mind then right. it's like okay well now yeah. you're just being but i i mean i don't no, i don't doing think that's, it. I don't think that's something that's gonna happen among people who aren't already on that side so i don't think it really yeah, it feels like a non-issue to me. Well, this probably comes from I, I saw a couple. I saw like someone get an ask on Tumblr that was like, "The guy in that changed my mind meme is a huge transphobe and horrible. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. should delete those posts." It's like, well, yeah, <laughs> that's the point. Yeah, those the posts are are like taking the format of his thing and being like, "What a fucking douchebag." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. I just remembered that one of those Hitler uh, videos that they that I watched that the whoever was doing the sub it was about Game of Thrones. And 
the person doing the subtitles synced up the subtitles so that when Hitler yelled Stalin, the subtitle said Stannis. And I was like, that's so fucking good. <laughs> Love a meme. Why didn't, why wasn't was that, that meme uh, in Agit um... Pai's, uh, <laughs> you still, why didn't Agit Pai come out with an armband and a Hitler haircut and a mustache? Oh yeah, that would have been I good. Wonder like, why. you want to see Linus... Hitler react to stuff? Well, good news. Anyway. So Linus, was that like Stalin and Stannis? Did you find that on Brooks's YouTube page? Or I did, that, yeah, like, it was Adam? made by Brooks. <laughs> That's so weird. Why would Brooks compare Stalin to Stannis? Oh, because they're the same person. Right, that's a thing that Patrick would think that Brooks would get mad at. Yeah, for we're, we're well, about no, to start I, listen, an argument here. I don't, I don't think <laughs> that it's really subjective. You know, I think if you just look at the facts, they're the same person. <laughs> All right. For the record, Great, for, for our listeners, to... Patrick is a Targaryen loyalist. Just so you know what's going on. Let, let's everybody just calm down. Right. I love Game of Thrones fights. <laughs> I wish there was a way to find right. the Targaryens and. <laughs> next question. In this chat. Right, this next question uh, is: It's what a weird coincidence. It's who is the true ruler of Westeros? Oh, well, thank you, Josh. I'm oh glad my you asked. Okay. <laughs> this question from taking turns at random. <laughs> huh? Weird. I've been hacked. All right. Uh, the actual next question is also from uh, Tumblr user Fudge Cassidy, who asked. Liberals slash centrists slash whatever do know that Russia hasn't been communist for more than a quarter of a century, right? No. Also, no, what are your that. takes on the expulsion of Russian diplomats, or as the media is calling them, spies? Well, so this I, was they, after a they're not chemical attack. But like, yeah, they're not. The, they're diplomats. The country of Russia, which is, as Fuchkasti mentioned, deeply, deeply, wildly capitalist. Like, they're not good. The Russian government is not a friend to the United States. I think that's pretty clear um yeah i I don't know if expelling diplomats is really gonna help but like i i understand the desire to take some sort of action against russia um and not not and i want to be clear here not because i think they like rigged the election or whatever that's i think crackpot and nuts uh but because they have their own history of human rights violations you know which which kind of needs to be addressed and dealt with yeah correct me if i'm wrong though sure doesn't I don't really know too much about the Russian economy. I I was under the impression that there was a lot of like nationalized uh stuff in like doesn't doesn't their government own like the big energy company or something? Uh yeah, they a lot of a lot of um energy and oil services out of the country are quote unquote nationalized, but it's not the people who are benefiting from that. It's oligarchs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I only know anything yeah. about Russia in the context of theater history. <laughs> well that's what we know about russia all right so that's yeah and good. if that's what we know right. about russia then liberals and centrists definitely don't know shit yeah well i mean <laughs> see, see the movie red dawn then. in the movie red dawn they're <laughs> communists so like that's that's what they are true mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> there you go scary russians okay another question from tumblr from falafeling in love who asked oh, hey hip it's a. Uh, I just saw the thumbnail of a YouTube video where funny charter school user Samantha B holds up a sign <laughs> saying, "Pokemon go away guns." <laughs> what are the chances that she's secretly a friend of the show, no. or that you can no. sue her for copyright nope. infringement? Well, here's well, the thing. I mean, technically, <laughs> we did. We, yeah, we don't. We did. We don't. Own we have that. the rights to Pokemon Go. Okay. <laughs> 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 I mean, we did technically take the phrase from like Hillary Clinton, so yeah, she like could it, was, sue it us. wasn't even us. Yeah. She gave us permission. 
Every time oh, I see the, the actual Pokemon Go Twitter come up on my feed, I think it's us for like a fraction of a second. <laughs> Man, we oh, got yeah, really weird too. in corporate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'd like yeah, to so... announce that uh, our podcast is now offering in-app purchases. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. What can you buy? Uh, uh, at any At any given moment, you can give us a dollar to hear us say the word come. <laughs> or you can give us $5 to, to get us to stop. stop saying it <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry Luna what are the chances she's secretly a friend of the show what what is what does secretly a friend mean like we're hiding it from everyone like a, like, like, a, listener, like a George Soros like, situation no, this <laughs> a secret I, listener yeah this this podcast is is several dozen degrees too left for Samantha B to ever associate with it and I'm pretty sure we've talked shit about her before right and I she's will not again. secretly a friend yeah, of the yeah. show we're openly uh <laughs> collaborating with Samantha B <laughs> and she's here now <laughs> for five dollars you can activate her voice channel that's an inept joke. Um, well, this uh, question comes from anonymous. So Samantha B asks, <laughs> "Are y'all scared? <laughs> are y'all scared of being deactivated for being Russian propaganda agents of chaos, Hillary haters, and anti USA?" No, I've been deactivated no. for worse. No. We're hosted. In- <laughs> we- you have. We're technically hosted in Canada. Yeah, that's true. So Wait, like, oh, that is you true. can't touch us. Matt's is server, the server we- geographically in Canada? Well, well, no, but like it's a Canadian. Um, server IP, IP so like diplomatic immunity yeah that's <laughs> that's right oh, man. we're legally diplomats <laughs> that's how that works yeah it's just like lethal weapon <laughs> isn't the internet hosted in canada the whole yeah. thing <laughs> oh my god we could get away with anything <laughs> anonymous also asks after he dies you could call the show henry kissinger has pokemon gone to hell and we have had some discussion yeah. uh, as to yeah. if the name should change. I don't think we want to make an official statement yet. Uh, yeah, when it happens, no we'll, yeah. we'll talk yeah. about it some more. We'll cross yeah. that bridge yeah. when we we'll, come to we, it. If, if it happens. The conversations are in the works. No, Sam, it's Pokemon going to happen. It's in if. the goddamn title. That is just not every day I'm less sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's been a lot of days since we started this and he's still not dead. Yeah, how? Hey, what is this, week 15? I'm gonna feel like sad when he actually dies because I'm gonna be like, no, you're no. not. And, well, and, and, well, no, well, you're not. It'll be the end of an era for us. We'll have to like, well, you you're know, not. you won't. graduate. So think how good that episode is gonna be. Oh it's God. gonna be yeah, so we good. Call, get, like all fifteen of us on. Yeah, like all, all of us on <laughs> to just get <laughs> just. Tot- oh my God, I'm so excited. <laughs> the uneditable episode. <laughs> just yelling, Absolutely. "What the fuck is up, gamers?" for an hour. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, actually, that's I think that's our last question. All right, so I guess we can get into Lightbringers. Not to talk about another podcast on this show again. That's two. That's two strikes. But um, there's a podcast that um, I know. It's the New York Times Magazine. They put out every week, and it's called Still Processing. And two of their writers kind of just kind of pick topics and things that they've been thinking about and kind of go into the specifics of it it's really really thoughtful i know new york times we're not fans of right now but the magazine is like more removed and both of them are are black and identify as queer and they're just really really smart and there are two episodes that i want to recommend so the first thing i think you should listen to is the episode that's about whitney houston and they basically just talk about like what she means to the culture and like talk about her songs and it's just like it basically taught me that uh, if I hear the beginning of I Will Always Love You, I will cry. I will get misty-eyed. <laughs> I don't know why. It just It's just a fact about me. 
So that's a really good episode. And then the one that just dropped today, it's literally just called We're Maxed Out, You're Maxed Out, Everybody is Maxed Out. And it's about kind of this like ongoing anxiety that we're experiencing right now and kind of how we feel like we need to pay attention to everything. But it's it's causing us so much stress to be so aware of what's going on. And they also kind of make a really great connection between that and um, the AIDS crisis and Angels in America and the way that that particular uh, stress and anxiety culturally was talked about. And it's really, really thoughtful podcast. And also, if you didn't know I was gay, I talked about Angels in America and Whitney Houston. So there's your evidence. Uh, <laughs> and you bit Beyonce. And I did bite Beyonce. So uh, all the facts are there. But yeah, still processing is a really good podcast. And it has made me tear up on the bus. All right. Nice. Well, um, my light bringer this week is, uh, well, it does come out today if you're listening to this on Friday, uh, Series of Unfortunate Events Season 2. Oh, hell yeah. And it's just such a good adaptation of the books. And I'm saying that having not really liked the books, I stopped reading them when I was a kid because I just found them a little too much. Like, it was very depressing and very dark, and the show improves on them in almost every single way. It's probably mm. Neil Patrick Harris's best role. It fits him perfectly. Um, yeah, I did not expect him to be good as Count Olaf, but he was. I, yeah, it, it's just and so it's perfect. I, also, uh, fucking Patrick Warburton. Is, He's so good. He always yeah. plays like yeah. the the angry meathead type, and I super did not see him being a good Lemony Snicket, but he totally was. Within the first like ten seconds, he sold me. I was like, oh, this is gonna be awesome. Yeah, I was a, I was a big fan of the books as a kid. Like those were what I was into before, like Harry Potter. Like so, I was well, I was pleasantly I was I was <laughs> I had incre- like impossible expectations for that adaptation, and it, and it's it's a good show. I did like the books, but I I stopped reading them for the same reason I stopped watching Oz. I just like couldn't handle the depression anymore. And oh, see, because I'm love to be depressed. Yeah, so like it's, it, it, I firmly believe this is pr- like maybe the only adaptation that I can say that like I'm enjoying much more than the books. I won't say that it's like mm, better. That's fair because there's they've made some, they've made some decisions that I think are really good that some people think are a little weird. But yeah, like check it out. It is an amazing show. It's a complete delight. There's not a single moment of like tedium or boredom. It's just a great show. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Uh, I've been getting really into Sean. Uh, that's not just like my neighbor or someone. It's a leftist <laughs> YouTuber. He he what used to be part of uh, Sean and Jen. Is probably oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Sean yeah. is good. Um, they they kind of started out as just playing video games a few years ago, and then um, they're they're both British, and then I, I don't know how this happened. He kind of talks about this in some of video, his videos, but he kind of just tripped into like. He started out with, like, making fun of, like, CinemaSins and stuff, and then ended up making fun of, like, alt-right losers on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of what he does, is just looking at, like, Sargon of Akkad and um, Stephen oh, Molyneux. A lot of, a lot of and, Paul uh, Joseph Watson. Yeah, and just, like, going through their videos so you don't have to, although he encourages you to every time just to make sure that he's not, like, re- re- misrepresenting them, which is good. But then just, like, tearing the arguments down. And, like, the pleasure that I get from this is a combination of, like, catharsis, schadenfreude, and, like, just feeling smarter than them. But the <laughs> reason that Same I tell... Same reason you use those words. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> the uh, same reason 
That, listen, I had an Eng- I got an English degree. I have to use it somehow. <laughs> it is. Mm. It's okay. By using a German word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got me there. <laughs> but the, the reason I tell Hello, myself I listen fine. to anyway. it is because he, um, it, it's kind of good to like, like if, if I encountered one of these like absolute dipshits in real life, I wouldn't even really know what to say to them. Cause I'd be like, I wouldn't, I don't mm. even really know what their arguments are because I've tried to just avoid it completely. And like hearing him like listen to these talking points that a lot of right, like alt writers, if you met them in real life are going to use and hearing them provide you with talking points to give back to them. Not even talking points. That sounds bad, but just facts, uh, just reality. That's, that's feels really useful to me. And it makes me feel smarter because of it. But also, it's just very, like, funny. And he started his new series in 2018. Um, he's not just targeting them, but he's just doing videos completely on his own. So, like, he recently put out a video about how privatization has failed railways in Britain specifically. Yeah. Um, mm. And it that almost sounds kind of boring, but it's really fascinating. And he's going to be doing a lot of those. So you should really keep an eye on him if you... Like, any time that I'm eating, I am watching one of his videos now, and it's really entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I have been watching um, Search Party, which is a show on TBS. It's sort of like a, a dark comedy murder mystery. It stars Alia Shawkat, uh, and it's written by some really cool people like M- M- Michael Showalter and Charles Rogers, uh, who both wrote Wet Hot American Summer. Um, and it's it's really good. It's funny, and it also makes me really uncomfortable to watch in a way that, like, nothing else except like the third season of Twin Peaks does and mm. it's not it's not a similar show at all but but just watching multiple episodes at a time is kind of hard um just because it it feels wrong in a really well done tasteful way um and it's you know the whole show kind of revolves around this big m- uh, mystery so I don't want to spoil anything uh, but I do endorse it heartily wow i had no idea it was a show alter joint that makes me yeah. I mean, I'm interested in the other people involved, too, obviously, but wow. Very cool. I'll check it out. I know Patrick you just know, made me I... look bad because his was like 30 seconds, and I went out <laughs> for like five minutes, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, well, mine's, mine's going to be even shorter because I got fucking nothing. Um, let's see. <laughs> Aw. Uh, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> let's see. I, you know, here's, here's what I can say. Uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, the self-titled album Jukebox the Ghost by the band Jukebox the Ghost. Nice. Because mm-hmm. I think that album is like super underappreciated because I don't know if anyone listens to them, but they mm-hmm. they usually have more of like a sort of, I don't want to say edgier, but I'm going to anyway, edgier <laughs> kind of like indie pop rock kind of sound. And, and their mm-hmm. self-titled album was just kind of like pretty full on into just like pop territory, but it's just such a fucking good album. And I uh, I think that album like firmly secures their place as like, Best band in the world at using uh, claps. <laughs> Listen to their song Hollywood and you'll understand. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. I believe that's podcast. So you can find yeah. us pretty much everywhere on Tumblr and Twitter and Facebook and Patreon at HKIPGTD, which is the acronym of our podcast. And Good I wanted job. to enunciate it so you know it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but. To get a hold of us individually, uh, well, you can find me, I'm Lauren, at LLeBlanc underscore, and you can follow me on Tumblr at RunTheGems. It's like the band, but with gems in the name, because Steven Universe. Oh, <laughs> the show like that I used to watch. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I know. thought you just liked wealth. <laughs> <laughs> 
Jules I mean, that would, too. Jules would... Anyway. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. <laughs> Such a good point. I didn't even need to make it. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm Linus. Uh, I am at Linus Kloss on Twitter, which I'm considering about, like, maybe cleaning up a bit. I don't know who's going to check because, like, I, I got an agent and I'm on, like, a casting website now. So, like, I might actually have to start looking after my optics. But it's it's been a pleasure mm-hmm. doing this last episode with you. Yeah, no, I'm still gonna, they're not going to listen to my podcast. Like, they might see it and be like, that's a weird name for a podcast. But, like, it is, like, the, one of the more left, like, fields, career fields I could be in, so I'm not super worried. But I probably just won't be tweeting about cum. By your optics, so, do you mean your abs? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, follow... <laughs> Anyway, follow me on Twitter. I'm not really on anything else. I deleted Facebook. I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) You can never really delete Facebook in this day and age. They'll find you. If you die on Facebook, you die in real life. (laughs) That's true. That is true, because they'll kill you. (laughs) Yep, and because you won't get invited to any parties. Where can people find you, Josh? Oh, uh, (laughs) well, on Facebook, but don't add me. But also on uh, (laughs) Tumblr at Venusorphobia. Or mainly follow me on Twitter at TwigWrists. And that's... Uh, I'm I'm Patrick. Uh, if you put the following six characters in anywhere on the internet, you'll find me PG1497. Uh, and I'm Sam. I'm on Twitter at PosiStress and on Tumblr at Positive-Stress. And uh, I, I talked about this last week. I'm probably going to, like, as soon as we finish this recording put up, like, a straw poll asking people if they want us to keep doing these uh, at the end of every episode because it might be unnecessary at this point in the podcast, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, awesome. Right. So <laughs> as we said at the top, you can find us at all social media pretty much as our acronym, but then uh, you can also find us on Patreon where if you uh, donate a dollar, you can support our our awesome podcast work that we do and you get access to our bonus content, which includes uh, long-form light bringers. Uh, Patrick, just, you just posted one about... Uh, the first twelve seconds of love myself. Not the, by first, Haley not the first twelve seconds. Not, it's, yeah. it's it's twelve oh, just, seconds oh, in the acoustic cover of Love Myself by Haley Steinfeld, um, <laughs> which is which is I'm my, glad my, one of clarify. one of my favorite pieces of music ever recorded. It's really good, and you should check it out. Awesome. So, and uh, we're going to be posting a ton more uh, longer light bringers and other fun stuff. Um, but also at the five dollar reward level, you can get a special role in our role in our Discord, which the link to join our Discord is on our Tumblr, and you get a shout out in the podcast for being just really great comrades. So I want to shout out all of those people who give at least five dollars right now. So thank you to Alex Shoop, aka Schiller Mike. Shout. Oh, it's good. Shop, Alex Shop, Shop with a P, uh, aka Schiller Mike, uh, Nick Jagged, Scout Shiro, Nick Petazani, Evan, Lola Gaines, Daily Garfield, <laughs> Brett House, Stephanie Roof, Rough. Ollie Anders, Rough. Smoke Weed, and Ellen Nordhog. <laughs> Thank you all very much. Thank you so much. And then at the $10 level, you get an even more special role on Discord so that you can listen to the podcast as we record it and hear all of the bullshit that happens like, oh, my recording dropping out or and something li- like And that. listen to know. us mispronounce your name. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Which uh, Nick Jagged and Shout with a P are doing right now. So thank you guys so much for your support. 
And I believe that, uh, oh, right, if we, uh, we also want to thank, um, the taxpayers for the use of their song Evil Men off the album Cold Hearted Town. Uh, again, I cannot believe that you let us use your music. <laughs> we're just gonna be and saying I, it until forever. I, <laughs> what were you thinking? And I think that's podcast. I think that's it, That's everybody. a podcast. Right. That's a podcast. So, tip. and we're gonna fade Memento this out of the sounds of us all patting ourselves on the back. Memento Pokemori. <laughs> And uh, this has been Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, Not a Threat. Just a fact. Just a fact. fact. And we'll see you next week. I'm waving at my microphone. <laughs> remember King Kong? Remember Ferris Bueller? Remember War Games? And Back to the Future? Remember Tomb Raider? Remember Weird Science? Remember Battletoads and the Iron Giant? Remember Star Wars and Transformers the movie? Remember Ghostbusters? Remember the Goonies? Remember when Neon used to be trendy? Remember the Where's the Beef Lady from Wendy's? <laughs> Remember Akira? That's from Japan. Remember Galaga and Mrs. Pac-Man? Remember Contra? Remember Street Fighter? Remember the A-Team? Remember Knight Rider? Remember The Simpsons, seasons one through nine? Remember logging onto America online? Remember Highlander and Highlander 2? Remember Star Trek? We certainly do.